0: Go to Bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at Bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. Bluenile.com code LISTEN. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com.
1: 13 time champs Real Madrid face six time winners Liverpool in the Champions League final. Ooh, we love an underdog. Welcome to the Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Betway. It's Friday, 27th of May. I'm Kate Mason. I'm
2: Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Russell.
1: Yes, welcome along to the show, everybody. Me, Andy and Jim in your ears today. Andy is a remote, disembodied voice. The voice of God, if you will. Andy Brassel, how do you feel being the
3: voice of God? I think it's only appropriate before the Champions League final, but uh, that's for you to judge.
1: (laughs) I can see you doing that, actually. Have you ever done one of those, like, in a stadium? The people... What, what is it, what, like I was evangelism. trying to do Big Brother, but I've really failed because <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that really bassy thing that you know them blokes do, who always get booked to do stadiums.
2: When you say the, them blokes, do you, you know do, Is blokes. that who you mean, like mad evangelists?
1: No, I meant more like you know the guys, and they announce people coming onto the stage or coming oh, the sort the... of let's
2: get ready to rumble guys. Yes, those okay, guys. yeah. Do you want
1: to do that? Um, so person, I don't. Should...
2: I don't know that I've got really the the. The demeanour
1: to to really pull that off, to be honest. All right. Brass, have you done it? I feel like you might have done it
3: in a stadium. No, I I, I don't think I have a deep enough voice to manage it. Although that's two years living in France for you because you realise that everyone has a voice an octave lower than you. Really? So... I don't know, I could never, I could, yeah, I could never be that guy who, there's only one guy as far as the announcers go, the guy at Staples Center, well it's now Crypto.com Arena oh, or whatever is it? it is, but at the Staples Center who goes, welcome to Staples Center, home of the Los Angeles Lakers and all sports entertainment, mm-hmm. and you know, that is come the only, come on, he can do it voice that's worth hearing in that sort of announcement. I'm section. glad
2: we're probably not going to have an announcer like that at the Champions League final. I think The football's going to do the talking, <laughs> I would imagine, isn't it?
1: Yeah, let the football do the talking. It is the big one this weekend. <laughs> Liverpool against Real Madrid. Will the football do the talking, really? Because there's been a lot of talking already. Uh, Mo Salah saying about six times that it is a revenge mission, yeah. which I thought was quite enjoyable because I think the main thing about that, apart from obviously they lost 3-1, it was the, the final he's talking about as a 2018 one where Loris Carrius presumably had concussion off the back of a certain Sergio Ramos incident. He also had uh, um, a lot of fun with Mo Salah, who had to come off after doing what was described as a judo hold of some kind. I'm not not big into my judo, but um, yeah, I believe the kind of British Judo Association or whoever the hell it was who tweeted out that that was a specific kind of hold. So yes, it's a revenge mission. However, Andy, Sergio Ramos is tucked up in Paris. He's not, he's not involved. So is a spice? I mean, that that just know, just kills the
3: spice. One could be forgiven for thinking that football is quite literally ending, given that you have last week a picture of Sergio Ramos and Lionel Messi poised over the same trophy, which I believe has uh, shaken Spain to its its, its very mm. foundations. Um, I, I mean, it was it was so different then. Real Madrid was so different then. Mm. Um, Liverpool was so different then. If it's Living in Salah's head, or, or more likely he is using it as a way to motivate himself at the end of a very long, tiring season. Yeah. I do understand that. But I'm, I'm sure for most of the players it's not a big deal. In fact, I would suggest that for him maybe it's not that big a deal because I have a friend who was working at that final in Kiev who told me that um, having looked really grumpy and disappointed at the end, as players do, um, he then noticed Mo Salah that he could get his... Picture taken with Salt Bay, and he really perked up. That, that is so cringe. Well, maybe
2: you should bring Salt Bay along. Um, he he does seem overly motivated. Like, is is there a danger that Mo too, Salah is just going to be too too motivated? See, so, yeah, Salt, Salt Bay is an incredibly motivated man in a direction none of us understand that has gone incredibly well for him. Um, but is there a danger like Salah is going to be too pumped, to get get himself sent off early on or something? Like, that, think, so the, you're,
1: you're, you think? Mo is going to do a bit of a Rob Holding. Is that what you're well, feeling? Well, not maybe not to Salah that
2: ex- to extremity, You're comparing Salah to <laughs> Rob Holding, but is it necessarily a good thing for him to be that that pumped up? You know what I mean. You've got to you've got to be very calm in these games. You know that's that if you if you lose your head, that's when the game starts to sort of run away from you a little bit. And I I, I, I imagine you're probably right, Andy. I imagine he's using it as motivation rather than genuinely trying to sort of fuel some revenge mission on Madrid.
1: And of course, the key thing that maybe that the, the stands against the revenge mission is that, of course, Real Madrid, the 13-time champions, are the massive underdogs here, Andy. And, and, and you know, it's, they're going to be quaking in their boots having to do something that is so, um, so unusual for their club. Indeed, a club that, as Miguel Delaney pointed out this week, has played <laughs> in over a quarter of all European Cup and Champions League finals in history. But they are... They are the underdogs.
2: Well, for three quarters of them, they weren't there, right? So, (laughs) two sides to every coin.
3: The the, the, the point, really, is that it doesn't feel just like Real Madrid have played in a quarter of those finals. It feels like Benzema, Modric, (laughs) Kroos and Casemiro have played in a quarter of those finals. That, That is the thing, because... You know, since that three in a row under Zinedine Zidane, it's still huge parts of that team left. So I think that's that's relevant. The muscle memory, as we've seen throughout this um, Champions League and throughout a lot of their Champions League runs, uh, are, are really important. And I guess that is the trepidation you would feel as a, a Liverpool fan going into a final. Where you know, normally, if you go into any game as Liverpool, mm. you think if we play well, we're winning. It's not even a question. I think you know from watching Real Madrid throughout this Champions League season, you could play really well for 70 minutes against them, and you could end up losing the game. That's the weird thing going in against this this Real Madrid. So I know people talk about it as like you know a feeling, uh, a sense of belief, all that sort of stuff, and it, it it ties into that a bit as well as individual quality. But knowing that one of these teams doesn't really have to play that well to win even against like one of the two best teams in the world. It's it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty strange sentiment to, to, mm. to go in with. I
2: think the point about Madrid's muscle memory is a good one, but it's also, you know, worth remembering this is Liverpool's third Champions League final in the past five seasons. So the same is true of them. And I don't really want to jinx anything. Um but I think the mentalities that both of these teams have and that the experience that both of these teams have, I mean, this could actually be a really good final. Yeah. So often we see a final, even after a really brilliant Champions League campaign, can be a little bit of a damp squib. But I think there's, there's so much to this one, especially with Madrid just not knowing that they're beaten. That's going to be something that's, that's in Liverpool's mind, you would think. Like, essentially, you have to be if you're 5 new up and Camavinga comes on and they change everything up, it's like, oh God, could this all fall apart? It's like <laughs> such an interesting sort of psychological hurdle that they're going to have to overcome. That, that feeling that even if you are quite far ahead, Madrid have got this in them to come back.
1: Yeah, as a, a, at risk of sounding like a walking football cliche, they, they've got no right to be in this Champions it's League ridiculous. final, right?
2: Well, it's the brow, isn't it? <laughs> have Liverpool faced a tactic like the Ancelotti eyebrow raise? <laughs>
1: Well, you think that's the crux I of it? I think
2: that's it. He's absolutely honed it at Madrid. He, he, he raises the eyebrow, they raise their game. <laughs> sometimes, it's, sometimes football's a simple game, right?
1: <laughs> that's going to be some sort of like toothpaste advertising slogan <laughs> in five years' time. Um, no side has scored more than one goal in any of the last five major European finals. But
2: exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Kg boring. Go at each other today, please. One thing I'd like to see, actually, is given this Mbappe thing seems to have rocked Madrid a little bit and they're trying to um, trying to play that down. Obviously, they're thinking, oh, God, who are we going to get in? And we've heard both Salah and, and Sadio Mane linked to them. Now, um, both of those players have, have strongly hinted that they're going to be staying at Liverpool. Mm. Sign the contracts just before the kickoff, on the pitch. Message to Madrid. This is how it's done. You're not having our players. Who are you going to sign next season? No one. Just get in their heads.
1: And then a barbecue along on the side. Yeah, lines. why not? Why yeah. not? Like we've been trying to pitch for many seasons and the Football <laughs> Ramble.
3: What you were saying, Jim, before actually about um, uh, Salah and uh, Manet, I, I think it's really interesting to see where this particular bit is going to go because they are both strongly hinted and Salah's actually come out and said, hasn't he, that he's going to stay next season. Yeah. But nothing about signing a new contract, which I think is quite interesting. So you've just got this possibility, however theoretical at the moment, of twenty twenty three being this massive elite A plus level free agent free for all, which I think would be like so exciting. And you know, you, you touched there, uh, Jim, on um, Kylian Mbappe. There, I just wonder with that signing fee, signing on fee, and those wages, if you are an A pluser. You're sitting there thinking, you know what? I'll let my contract yeah. run and see what I can get next, next summer.
2: Particularly at that age profile, where it will be your last opportunity to do, to do that.
3: Yeah.
1: Speaking of the oldies, uh, Luka Modric is in his hunt for his fifth Champions League, guys, which would take him level with Ronaldo.
0: Ooh.
2: He wouldn't like that, would he? I mean, it, it does feel a little bit like one last job for Modric, Cruz and Casemiro. I know that Casemiro is only 30, but he's been, he's been in that midfield a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
2: that the midfield battle is interesting, right? That yeah. that's where all the that's where all the, the spice is gonna take place, I think.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. In, um the other thing, Brass, I know you'll be looking out for is that um in Real Madrid's game against last game against Real Betis, there was a double corridor of applause. One for the League for Real Madrid and one for Betis for the Copa del Rey. So would there be three hit now? How's this gonna work?
3: I'm interested to know the, the the beef that that creates between Atletico and and Real Betis next season because <laughs> it did seem like very much a reaction to Atletico not doing one. It's like you're not going to do one. Well, oh, fuck you. <laughs> We're going to do two. Have some of this. I, I quite I quite enjoyed it.
1: Um. Also, big week as listener Bob Gross pointed out in an email to us. For Andy Robertson his last game five games of the season are as follows FA Cup final Premier League decider uh, Champions League final Scotland playoff semi against Ukraine to get to the World Cup and then potentially their playoff final all in the space of 22 days that is phenomenal
2: isn't it going back to normal football he's going to feel it's going to feel like pre-season friendly he's going to feel so free yeah he he might be top scorer next season (laughs) nothing will seem to matter no pressure ridiculous run of games
1: andy robertson yeah i mean as you say also just generally speaking about the champions league final speaking about the 2018 one all the things that have changed i mean that was in kiev let's not mm. forget so um yeah how how the world changes and 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 how we continue to think of uh of ukraine when we're having these conversations um you guys have mentioned benzema who will almost certainly be key to this champions league final Um, And, of course, the situation with Mbappe, which we're just going to talk a little bit about now because Benzema was being asked about him. We mentioned this midweek, didn't we? And he said, well, look, and reasonably so, I think, Brass, we don't concern ourselves with the small matter of of Mbappe signing, not for Real Madrid, but for PSG. There's
3: there's, there's two ways of taking this, really, mate. You can either take it the way that most of the world has taken it, in that he's patronising and belittling and Bappe, is the use of uh, not even pequenas cosas, but pequenitas cosas, <laughs> little, little, little things. Cute. So I, I think, the, I tend to think that he's thinking why would I be talking about transfers when we've got a bloody Champions League final? That's mm. the way I took it, at, at, at least. And I've already enjoyed, of course, Mbappe saying, oh, there's no problem, um, me and Karrion will have a little chat about it on uh, on international duty next time. <laughs> Which uh, is, is interesting, because that already makes the Nations League way more exciting yeah. you know thinking the atmosphere between between those two at Claire Fontaine I, th- I think the Benzema thing has been taken in the context of it feels like you know when the cabinet take their have, have their round of tweets to support Boris Johnson mm. and it All feels very much identical of, yeah if you could tweet something like this, it did <laughs> feel that, that Florentino Perez had, you know, sort of sent a little WhatsApp around the first team group going, if you could, like, put something along the lines of, it takes a real man to represent this club or something <laughs> similar, that that would be really appreciated. And by really appreciated, I mean required.
1: Mm. But I mean, you're absolutely right, aren't you, Andy? Like, yeah, this is it. This is the Champions League final. I'm completely.
2: I do love that the beef has gone be- beyond. Mbappe himself and Madrid to La Liga and League 1. The mm. executives just flying off at each other. It seems like are La Liga going to try and like sue Mbappe to make him play for Madrid or something like it's, it's all, they are so apoplectic with rage and um, the, the, League 1's response has, has been hilarious, isn't it? Just essentially talking about how, you know, Real Madrid have two of the most highly paid players in the world sat on the bench um, the situations <laughs> with the yeah, Super we'll League. Will Bale actually even make it onto the bench? Almost certainly not, you would think.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, that, and if you think of what That'd, that'd be, be incredible.
2: Imagine if yeah. Gareth Bale comes on and gets the winner. That'd be a fairy tale, wouldn't it? Um, very unlikely, but not impossible. We know how good he is.
3: But Bale is more likely to be on the pitch, having the kick around with all the other Madrid kids, like Cristiano's <laughs> son and all the rest of it, at, at the end. That's the closest he's going to get. I mean, look, if he gets into the celebration this time in Paris. He's done better than he did after they won the league. So, you know, it's all progress, right?
1: He'll be doing the, like, pot-shot penalties. You know, normally they get a kid on to take a penalty yeah. at half-time. That'll be him. Just uh, really contributing with his flag around his shoulders <laughs> in that order. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, uh, Jim. Ligue chairman, Vincent Lebrun, said that uh, it's the complaints, the, the Liga complaints about the situation with Mbappe are um, disrespectful smears uh, after... Javier Tebas labelled Kylian Mbappe's PSG contract as an insult to football.
2: It's all very unedifying and all very childish, and I, I would like to see it continue all summer.
1: Yes, that's what we want. Absolutely. Is it an insult to football, brass?
3: Look, this could keep going backwards and forwards all the time. I, I just, it is ridiculous. I, I think Tebas coming out and saying this and. Do I you? Because there is an yeah, argument to be made that, you know, for all his faults, he is sort of
1: right in this respect.
3: Yeah, I, under, I understand that. But I do think about the glass houses and stones thing, because especially... Yeah, but if only the, the pure of heart in past comment, yes. then where are we, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's
2: yeah, that, that, that's Someone that's being right. a hypocrite doesn't make them wrong, does it? <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I I, just do think the whole time it's in my head, not even about Real Madrid, about Barcelona, a club that behaves all the time that it's a higher form of being than any other football club. Mm. And yet, well, I, I don't even need to complete the sentence, do I? <laughs> it's just. <laughs> So
1: um, yes, we're going to get to a break in a second, but I guess we'll just wrap this uh, this preview by saying exactly that it's going to be. So, well, I'm
2: really looking forward to it. It's going to be it. such a good game, great, isn't, isn't it? it? It's
1: it's going to be. It's got to be. Everything is there. All the ingredients are there. These two massive European clubs. You know, we haven't actually really talked as much about Liverpool as I expected, but. Of course, we've spoken about them much more this season yeah. than we have about Real Madrid. It's a huge, huge game. It's really exciting that it's, that it's in Paris uh, in this way as well. And I think there are going to be goals. And I think Liverpool are going to win fairly comprehensively, possibly with a late, maybe like a 2-1, like a late... Um, I don't think it really can be called a consolation goal in a Champions League final but you know what I mean a late consolation from, from Real Madrid that would be yeah, what, what I would think I've
2: been saying Liverpool are going to win the Champions League all season so I'm not going to duck out of that now I think I think
3: they're going to do it as well
1: And Andy Brasel do you want to lay your brilliant prediction cards on the line?
3: Uh, I hope Liverpool, I think Real Madrid
1: <gasps> <laughs> nice. They are
2: that team aren't they? They They are are absolutely that team.
1: They are that team. All right, we'll leave you to just simmer on that while we get to a quick break. Selling a little
0: or a lot?
3: Hi, I'm Linvoy Primus and you're listening to the Football Ramble.
1: Welcome back to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Batway. Time for some dangerous emails.
0: If you've got something for us, showfootball.com. Ooh!
2: Yes, Dangerous Kieran has been in touch. He says, The discussion of Vivano Bonessi and the plate of chicken wings tenuously reminded me of an ex-colleague who showed up at work one Monday with two black eyes and a damaged nose. Damaged. When probed as to what had caused his facial disfigurement, he revealed that during celebrations for his 50th birthday over the weekend, his presumably adult son had decided to custard pie him, (laughs) except with the fundamental (laughs) error of using a ceramic plate instead of a paper one, turning what should have been a harmless (laughs) prank into grievous bodily harm. Perhaps the incident between Brian Laws and Bonetti was similarly innocent. I can wholly believe that the man at the match awards circa 1996 in Division 1 could have been a plate of chicken wings, that Brian tried to present it to him a little too enthusiastically, or perhaps he confused him with Peter, the cat Bonetti, and figured the poultry would be appreciated. Just a thought, yeah. Kira might be onto something then. Imagine getting smashed in the face with a ceramic plate by your own son on your 50th birthday. <laughs> it's going to be a low point, isn't it? My Explaining d- it all week as well.
1: My days. On the upside, I think, strictly speaking, that is actual bodily harm rather than yeah. grievous. The su- imagine, I mean, we,
2: we've all had those moments where you've, you've, you've made a little bit of a mistake. He's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Smashing your dad's face in on his 50th birthday.
1: Oh my goodness! Maybe that was uh, or Sergio Ramos's defense. <laughs> flips Mo Salah in the in 2018. I don't think I would ever have considered what kind of a plate you needed for custard pieing someone in the face. Well, that's
2: good then, isn't it? Is this, this is, a prank
1: that you regularly participate in? Have you ever custard pieed anyone? I,
2: you no, know? I, I can't say I have. It seems a waste of a pie, doesn't it?
1: How is your? Did you not go to the clown school? or something? I
2: didn't go to clown school. No, I just walked like this. <laughs>
3: I think it's a, a big assumption that it, it it was an adult who used the yeah. If he's fifty, play. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I think I think it's a I think it's a huge part of family parties when children accidentally injure adults. In fact, I remember when I had a party for a Champions League final many years ago, okay. and our very own Luke Moore came over, and my then under one year old. Oh son, who's who's now 10, uh, when he was being introduced to Luke, he thought his beard was a disguise, (gasps) grabbed it with both hands and tried to pull it off. And um, it was intensely painful for poor old Morzo, and now he has a shorter beard so draw your own conclusions I've
2: never had anyone try to pull my beard off I can't imagine it'd be that nice
1: Um, if you have injured Luke Moore in a party email us show at (laughs) footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble we love to hear from you be careful when custard pieing people though Mm. always use a paper plate a recyclable paper plate End of public announcement, public service announcement. Um, There are also, there were two other massive games this weekend. Uh, Huddersfield play Nottingham Forest. That's on Sunday at 4.30. They return to Wembley, Nottingham Forest, for the first time since the 1992 League Cup final under Brian Clough.
2: First time they've been to the new Wembley Forest.
1: One of extremely few teams for whom that's A surprisingly small amount, actually.
2: It's not been there that long, is it? I think it's eight teams, something yeah. like that.
1: Amazing. Well, yeah, we have we have a uh, Nottingham Forest fan in the in the wider Rambled Clan and he has uh managed to secure a ticket. So we hope yeah. all the Forest fans listening have managed to do the same thing because it should be an absolute It's going to be quality. incredible. It's
2: going to be an absolutely incredible atmosphere. It's it's a funny one for Forest, isn't it? Because it's been such a long time as we know since they've they've really kind of um threatened to get promoted in a way they've they've got this reputation among themselves of always falling short and just just being unreliable so it's going to be nervy right because there's no sense of just being happy to be there in a playoff final is no. there it's 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 such an all or nothing thing um and i i cannot I cannot imagine it's actually even enjoyable at this point. You know, you just want to, just want to get there, get in the stadium, get around the TV, what you, whatever you're doing, get the, the actual stress of it out of the way. But the release of that, if they get promoted, be incredible. And also, if Huddersfield managed to come back up as well, they were one of those teams where you think they were going to sink, just sink like a stone yeah. and, and just not be in the conversation again. They've done incredibly well to just, uh, to, just to be back in the conversation.
1: Well, equal or additional nerviness, perhaps from the Forest perspective, uh, based on the fact that Huddersfield have had two trips to Wembley this century, both nil-nil draws um, in the playoff final where they won on penalties. Oh, God.
2: Penalties in a playoff final. Oh. So stressful. Just too much.
1: Yeah, if it does go that way, Forest have Bryce Samba amongst their ranks, at least. Um, ex Forest <laughs> midfielder Samasawa said this week, I know Bryce is a great, great keeper. Sometimes I even want to slap his face because I know he can do more.
2: Interesting motivational techniques. But Bryce Sambre is a massive shithouse, isn't he? Which is probably going to work in their favour at Wembley if he can. You know, I think if you're a shithouse, you, you, you generally keep your cool, right? You keep your nerve. I think that, that will stand them in good stead.
1: It's performative, you mean, rather than.
2: Well, it's, it's, a, it's a confidence thing, isn't it? To, to be able to do that, to, to back yourself enough to try and throw someone else with your own confidence yeah. or your own skullduggery. <laughs>
1: Yes, skullduggery is a term that should be used more often. Um, for the neutral, the Championship fair Final, though, is is just the best day. Yeah. Like the the tension it's in the brilliant. stadium and the feet, the kind of euphoria that you see from from whichever team uh, wins. I used to mm. do some work at, at Wembley on the announcing side, and it was just always my absolute favourite. Um, favourite game of the season,
3: really. So you were that big booming voice. Even
1: more favourite than when I had to work on the One on the One Direction, uh, <laughs> I had to do safety announcements for the One Direction gigs. I have absolutely no idea why. Oh. No, I didn't boom brass. I was like a sort of, like a radio thing. I was like, you know, oh, here's the team news. Right. So concourse. Oh, you, you could have boomed. Well, here's didn't the you? team
3: news for a One Direction gig. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't Interesting. really get that uh, but it's it's funny, I, I remember very vividly my one experience of supporting a team that was in a penalty shootout in a in a playoff final when I I went to Wimbledon versus Luton, which was actually because of the Champions League final was at the city of Manchester Stadium mm. that year at, at, at the Etihad. And what you were saying about there's no sense of enjoying the occasion as a neutral, I think because of Wimbledon's like unique position, the two playoff finals that I went to in relatively recent years, they did both feel like that. Mm. But there was just that, the, the only point where I started feeling the nerves was a, when we went one up in the penalty shootout, when we Oof. saved one and scored one yeah. in that playoff final to come back up from the conference to the the, the football league. And then when Lyle Taylor scored quite late on the first goal in the in the 2016 final to go up to League One against against Plymouth. Because at that right up until that point, I thought, this is a great day out, isn't it great to be here? And then all of a sudden it's like, shit, we've got something to lose. We might actually do this. And so yes. I belatedly had that sense of oh, bloody hell, this is this is big. But there's no danger, as you say, Jim, from not feeling that from the very beginning, because you get all of this, like all over Europe and the world, you get this build as the most valuable Animal game. Oh, it's so, <laughs> so
2: annoying, isn't it? it really detracts it, it from is, what is. It is annoying. What, it's a brilliant game that doesn't need that nonsense around it.
3: Yeah, but but Jim, it's annoying, but it's true. I think that's the thing, you know. And there's no putting that out of your head, and you know, we as football fans, we think about that now, don't we? We think about that more than. We should. We think beyond the glory, we think about the money, what it'll mean financially to our clubs. And we think about that in everything, in terms of top four versus cups, all that sort of stuff. It's, it's a shame, but I think even the most romantic football fan can't help but think like that nowadays. Mm.
1: And, and also to add to what we said at the beginning of this, you know, both of these sides, Nottingham Forest having been out of it for so long and Huddersfield actually having been recently in the, in the Premier League, this is not just a big day out and whichever loses, you know, good to get this far. This is both of them, everything on the line. Mm. They feel like they should be Premier League teams. So, yeah, it's going to be a fascinating one um, on on Sunday. Uh, Forest beat, uh, to, to get a bit of the background before Forest beat Huddersfield 2-0 on their own patch back in September, lost 1-0 in the return leg, but on their most recent meeting, 2-1 in the FA Cup. Um, and Nottingham Forest, after going through 14... 14- Bosses in ten years um, seem to have an absolute corker in Steve Cooper.
2: Yeah, he's done an incredible job there. Yeah, um, and it, it's I, it feels to me like it should end with the promotion. I actually feel a little bit sorry for Huddersfield fans because everyone, everyone sort of getting sort of like yeah. behind the sort of romance of, of what's going on at, at Forest and what a brilliant job Cooper's doing. And some of the some of the players Forest have are just really really likable, the very very watchable team. But um, I can't wait to see how it pans out.
3: If Forrest do get promoted, does Steve Cooper get upgraded from Nick Cage to Ryan Gosling in the film? Do we think? Oof. <laughs> I think
1: Ryan Gosling. I busy, think it would he? be only fair.
3: He has done an absolutely like beyond incredible job. Yeah. Like we knew he was a good coach anyway. Yeah. But to take Forrest from where they were, and I know it's been said before They were what, fourteen right, or something right when he joined Right at the the, yeah. the start of the season. To, to hear it's, it's remarkable it's absolutely remarkable so like like you were saying before guys there's, there's like no consolation for finishing second and they'll, they'll want to finish it off but he has done an unbelievable job beyond manager of the year sort of stuff.
1: Steve Cooper's consolation will be that Ian Holloway says he should win manager of the season if he wins this game although unfortunately all the awards have been handed out <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, is that an encouragement or is it a curse thanks Ollie I love it. His enthusiasm. You can never say. You can never say he's not enthusiastic enough. Yeah. So a huge weekend of football to come. That the Championship playoff final is kicking off at 4:30 on Sunday. The League Two playoff final also this weekend. It's Mansfield up against Port Vale. That is on Saturday at 4 p.m. Lovely. And there's more big football news um, available to us this weekend, which is that uh, special aircraft has been designed as a flying museum in tribute to Diego Maradona, and it has just been opened.
2: It's just never-ending, isn't it? It's, it's amazing, <laughs> the, the love for Maradona. His, his daughter said, we, we can't believe or understand this craziness, the love involved. <laughs> How far will fans go? As far as a plane. I love that.
1: As far as a plane.
2: Flying museum.
1: Interesting that she didn't take into account the point of a plane that, that travels long distances Yeah, with that metaphor. Apparently
2: there's, there's AI on it. What? That means you can interact with Maradona, and I think that's been massively brushed over in all of the all of the this descriptions of it I've seen. What does that mean? You can interact with an so AI we're Maradona?
3: Two packet Coachella sort of yeah. I, well, or I the think Kim so.
1: Kardashian
2: dad thing. You can have a little chat with him in the cockpit. Like, what is what is going on there?
3: I
1: don't think that's true. If I Amazing. were Pete, if Pete were here, I'm going to do Pete. Pete, Pete. Would know. Yeah. Pete would say people just put AI stuff in the bump around new things yes. in order for people to be like. Oh, there's a hook. There's some special clever thing that I don't understand and I'm not going to look into it because AI is a magical thing for the future and I don't need to know about it. But that shows that this is very futuristic, like planes are futuristic. Thank you very much. <laughs> 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 the plane does move, by the way, which I hadn't really realised. Um, it's Oh, it's not f-
2: just a static museum? No,
1: yeah, it's not like one of those, you know, like... Uh, bus, you know, red uh, red buses, London buses that's been reconvened for a restaurant or whatever. This plane will fly around Argentina and end up in Qatar for the World Cup. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I knew you'd be on board with it. Um, yeah, there's going to be a memorabilia from <laughs> the World Cup winning 1986 <laughs> team. and And of course, this key... AI based interaction. I mean, I think this 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 whole thing asks more questions than it's, it answers. To Absolutely, be honest with
2: you. what a brilliant way to preserve Maradona's legacy by just adding further confusion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm surprised. I suppose with the AI thing, I'm surprised they haven't gone down the old like Diego dress up, you know, wear all his shirts, <laughs> pretend you've won. Why is it on a plane? Sorry, uh, yeah. I really don't think we've got to the crux of this I don't at all. think
2: anyone knows. I don't think even the people who have created it know why they've made a plane full of Maradona memorabilia where you can apparently have a chat with an AI version of him, but uh, let's be honest, you probably can't. I, I, and they're flying it to Qatar. I don't know. I don't know why. They don't know why. His daughter doesn't know why. He does not know why. It's just, if you can think of it in Argentina and you can relate it to Maradona, someone will allow you to do it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, First, you know how you can always like figure out links from from European football happenings. Have you got any? Have what, you got one?
3: Look, on? look I, I feel as if they had to go a step up in Maradona tributes after Napoli released probably five different shirts with a rather underwhelming image of him with a thumbprint on his face this season. I, I, I'm trying, I, was, I was trying to figure this out with a friend the other day and he reckoned that Napoli had nine first team shirts this season. Nine! <laughs> Which I, I find remarkable. But the thing is, since we've got onto the AI bit, all I can think of is getting onto the plane and a hologram of Maradona doing California love, which I'm very much in favour of, by the
2: way. <laughs> by the way, Peter Shilton apparently didn't show up to the unveiling. Oh, the opening, right. So <laughs> shame, isn't it? Got a special I invite for the... I imagine it's busy, but it's still...
1: Yeah. It's good to get over things eventually, isn't it? Speaking of which, it's time for this.
3: It's, it's one of those games that's quite difficult to explain, but you'll get it as soon as you start hearing it.
1: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is Mason's game. Uh, Jim yes. has exercised his rematch clause
2: <laughs>
1: and is going to go up against the big man.
2: <laughs> oh, good.
1: The big brass. Can't wait. The big Brazilian.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the big Brazilian. trying to get in your head, Andy. I appreciate it. She's trying to help are, me out. Aren't
3: you meant to be doing
1: that? Yeah, <laughs>
2: well, exactly. I need all the help I can get, to be honest.
1: Uh, yes, there obviously are no sides from the invigilator. <laughs> and, and uh quiz master.
3: Yeah. <laughs> now I feel nervous. <laughs> like the time that I accidentally went into a history exam with a ruler that I bought from an exhibition that had um, <gasps> the name and ruling dates of every English king on it. Nice. So I quite innocently went in there with... I quite innocently went in there and then I turned over my ruler like five minutes, in and I was like, "Oh God, what are we going to do?" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just hope no one notices. This is it a, didn't actually give me any advantage in the exam. Sure,
1: this is a very prolonged and late call attempt to go to prove that you weren't attempting yeah. to cheat on your history GCSE, Brass. I like the fact that you're still you're still <laughs> you're still keeping up the pretense. Um, Jim is going to go first on this one because Andy, as we no, is the is the champion. But I've got a good feeling about this, Jim Campbell. Oh, good. That'll Jim is fe- Jim is feeling confident. He's looking, he's He's got a shirt on. Now, the one thing, probably this... I,
2: I always have a shirt on.
1: <laughs> yeah, but a shirt is more of like a... You know, <laughs> I'm not generally what, topless in the studio. I just to want to clarify exam, isn't it? It's like you look smart, kind of smart today. He's dressed up smart, like going to an exam. Um, yes. Uh, the other thing... People dress up for exams. Uh, I don't <laughs> Right, let's carry on. Um, the point is about this, though, of course, is Andy Brassell is at home today because he's, he's had to do us a solid mm. by doing this one. So I don't know if one of your kids could come and keep an eye on you, given yeah. this whole history Check ruler. Got some sort of
2: cheating ruler.
1: Yeah. History ruler <laughs> situation. Or are we are just going to trust you, your Brass? Either way.
3: You, you know what? I, I, I do actually have a child at home today, but he's... At home because he's lost his voice. So So he couldn't uh, even intervene. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what invigilation element he would add to it.
1: (laughs) Well, I trust, I trust all of your many sprogs. Um, but I trust you too. So we're gonna go first with Jim Campbell telling us how many teams he can get. And I have a good feeling about this, as I said, Jim, from four available to you Mm -hmm. for Tom Huddleston. Ooh. Okay. Tommy. I can hear Brass's pencil. little wee scribble that we just heard. I'm going to go for three. Good man. Although, I don't know, sorry. I know I'm not allowed to help, but this might be special circumstances. Do you not think you should push for four?
2: I don't know four. I know, but Brass is going to know
1: four, isn't
2: he? Well, I don't know that. But I think Tom Huddleston's quite a hard one. So
1: Alright. Brass, you got your chance.
3: I c I can't do more than three. Oh, do your three, Jim.
1: Mate, you've absolutely you've absolutely nailed that. My apologies. Well,
2: we'll see. We'll Right, yeah. go ahead
1: then. The four te- sorry, the three teams that you can name for Tom Huddleston are.
2: So he obviously played for Spurs, didn't he? He did. Played for Derby County. Correct. West Brom?
1: <laughs>
2: wah, wah, wah. Ah. Ah.
1: Whole city. Ah, uh, that's I guess is the one you're confusing yeah. that for. And he also played for Wolves.
2: I had Wolves in my head, so it's that I just sort of that?
1: yeah, uh, on huh. a on a loan, not for very long. Um, but yeah, just picturing the Tom Huddleston little orangey kit was yeah. where I, I was trying to beam it into your brain, mate. I needed that one. Um, sorry, Andy, you just don't need my support. Um, 1 0 to Andy Brassel. Uh,
3: <laughs> But also, my Wi-Fi is not good enough for you to beam stuff into my brain. So.
1: No, you're probably right. Yeah, good point. Okay, we've got uh, next up. We've got a player who has been retired for about 10, 10 or so years. Um, and he played for five teams in total. Annie Bressel, what, what is your bid for Michael Ball? Michael Ball? Three. We didn't write anything down. What do we we'll read into that? Oh, ah, shit. Okay, shit, okay, shit. okay. Three. He's gone for three?
2: Yeah, and based on that swearing, I'm not going for four.
1: No, I suspect he thinks he's got four and he was worried that you were going to outbid him. Well, let's hear it. All right, let's hear it, bruh.
3: I can't bloody count I should have gone for four. All right. Um see. <laughs> Manchester City. Ding. Everton. Yep. PSV. Very. Oh, good. come on. Brass.
1: Nerd. Nerd. No, what are we doing? I, I like nerds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, come down to my level. 2-0
1: it is to Andy Brassel. <laughs> come on, Jim. You know, you did a lot of negotiation behind the scenes to get this rematch, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I really feel that you can do something here. All right? Mm-hmm. The next man we're going to go for, to stay in the game, Jim Campbell, what is your bid on the eight teams of Emmy Martinez? Eight teams. I know. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a it's a lot of loans. I'm going to say that. Yeah. Okay. Oof. it's a lot of it's a lot of loans. So you know, just freestyle it. Chuck in a few.
2: Don't remember any of the loans. Don't get, remember a single one.
1: Get creative. Yes, you do. No, I don't. I know that you no, do. No,
2: I don't. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go for three.
3: This. Is a, yeah. All right. All right. Three. Not bad. I, I can't. I can't do more than three. I can't do more than three. You go for it, Jim.
2: So obviously Arsenal and Villa.
1: Go, kids. Oh,
2: my brain's telling me Brentford.
1: Andy Brassall wins.
2: Uh, yeah. Um. I know. Shows me went out to sprint, but I
1: thought it might have been a little bit of a pathway there as well. Oh, bad luck, Jim Campbell. I've, I had, as you know, high hopes. He did well. It's very difficult actually, because it's a confidence situation with Andy Brassel. He's always mm-hmm. gonna, he's always gonna make you feel like life's a struggle. Um, the answers are all of the loans for Emmy Martinez, Oxford United. Very briefly, <laughs> I think only for one game, possibly. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday Rotherham United Wolverhampton Wanderers those tricky
3: Wolves, as the they're not known
1: Hetafe uh, and Reading what was the one you had Brass or did you did, were you a team well man? I had
3: Derby which wasn't any of them mm. so oh,
1: brutal do we do the last two we do the last two we go on that's the fighting spirit Jim Campbell okay so your bid please Andy for the next one quick game is a good game Thomas Lemmelin with six clubs.
3: Right. Right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, I see what you mean about dead noise.
1: No, thanks for uh,
3: thanks Jesus for cleaning that. I should I should know more than three, <laughs> but I've only got three in my mind.
1: Go, okay. Uh, Jim Campbell was shaking his head in a disconsolate fashion. Go for three. So we head over to the man himself. Three for you, please, bro.
3: Arsenal. Yeah. Ajax. Very good. That was his first club. Barcelona. Nice.
1: The other two, op- sorry, the other query, th- three options, maths. Which
3: Japanese club did he play for?
1: Vissel Kobe. <laughs> nice. That was his Kobe. Last one. And uh, always worth a guess, I feel like, if you, if you really are pushed. Some kind of Japanese club, and normally that one. Um, uh, Roma, before that, on loan from Barcelona. and Voila. A club I can't really pronounce very well. R-K-C-Valvik. Valvik, isn't it? Thanks. Uh, the last one then, six clubs for Hugo Ejio-Go. Okay. Jim Campbell is bidding here. Six again. It's a lot. It is, yeah. Uh,
2: I'm going to go three.
3: Okay, nice. Do you want to go four, Brass? Um, maybe. Um, no, you you go three. Go on.
1: He's He's get, got you to play quite a lot he of has, times, yeah. hasn't he? It's a, he's a master of uh, the mental side of this game.
2: So he played for Villa. He did. Middlesbrough. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm just... I'm I'm flailing here, bleeding out, staggering around in the dark. Going to go for Wolves because they keep popping up.
1: To avoid the whitewash, Jim Campbell goes for his third club of Wolves.
2: No. Ah, Five fucking nil.
1: Five nil. That was me thinking it was going to be a beautiful comeback. Mm. You go. started off at West Bromwich Albion.
2: Right. Ah. Got it all in the wrong order, didn't I?
1: Yeah. Villa, Middlesbrough, Leeds United, Rangers, Sheffield United. Oh, I always forget about Rangers. Look, I, it was a battering. The listeners, it was a
2: battering. These things happen. The listeners I've, respect I have, you. I have certain standards for, I expect from myself, and I've fallen short of those today. Um, I'll be working hard on the training ground. Wikipedia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> working from home. Won't uh, happen again. It look, will. Look, the listeners respect you. I, I, Don't know I can that. speak on their behalf, and not in from fact, the listeners, I, think, I get. I'm not sure that's true. I think you should write in and tell Jim how much you respect his <laughs> attempts to take on the man, the myth, the master, Andy Brassel. How do you feel on your 26 millionth win today, Brass?
3: It was, it was it was, my hardest game of the season. It was a great performance from Jim. I'm so happy for him.
1: Channeling Pep Guardiola there.
3: Thank you, Andy
1: Brassel, <laughs> for showing respect to your vanquished foe. Uh, great to see you today. Thank you for listening to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. The Football
0: Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.